0: For the cheese heads who want it fresh, and the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral, this is Pax. What she said. Now here's Perry Goldstein and
1: Maggie Loney.
0: I don't know what you'd call it if it wasn't champagne, like Costco wine problems. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> probably good bet. Not the best, but it it's cost effective and it gets the job done. Um. Let's switch, let's switch a little bit then and talk about the Packers offense, which has missed Keyshawn Nixon. That was a fun little wrinkle they did one time all season and then never did it again. Looking for that maybe to come back in the playoffs, but we'll talk about the playoffs in just a little bit here. Giants defense, uh, plus five in turnover differential, so they are good at taking the ball away. A couple guys with multiple picks on the team. So um, thoughts going into that, obviously they have a really atrocious run defense, which Historically, it would be good for the Packers. We've talked about them having a get-right game on offense in the run game all year. Haven't really done that. Although I thought that AJ Dillon had a really nice game against the Chiefs on Sunday night. So, four point six yards per carry to running backs, four or six point three yards to opposing quarterbacks when they allow them to scramble, which is the worst in the NFL for the Giants. So, what are your keys to success for the Packers' offense going into Monday?
1: Yeah, and Jordan Love certainly has that ability. Uh, that we've talked about to to make some plays outside of the pocket so that's a nice thing too if he needs to have the ability to take off and run although it seems like his preference i remember i think it was the it was one of the first down throws to wicks i think in the red zone where like as soon as he dropped it was like oh he's got an option to run but love is starting and it's kind of an encouraging thing in my opinion is beating defenses with his brain he's being decisive and knowing where to go with the ball at a given time but the biggest thing and i think one of the Bigger reasons is you know Rasheed Walker is not David Bakhtiari. There aren't many that are, <laughs> and that's not saying a whole heck of a lot. But Josh Myers kind of became a meme after everybody said he was playing the best football of his career. He's playing better, and the protection as a whole has been better. And that was the tough part in the early portions of the season was when the Packers would face these teams like with. It started with this run in Week Four against Aiden Hutchinson and and that Lions front, and they just ate him alive. Max Crosby and all that crew in Las Vegas, same thing. Denver, not as much, but then they kind of got into some other guys. The turning point really came when they didn't let Aaron Donald destroy them, uh, which Aaron Donald's certainly capable of doing. Uh, The Giants got a guy like that too, and his name's Kayvon Thibodeau. He's uh, out of Oregon, same draft class as Hutchinson and Trayvon Walker. I still can't figure out for the life of me how the Jaguars took Walker and not one of those other two guys, but that's another question for another day. The big thing is starting with blocking him and you know, it's, it's the old uh, adage of I've never seen a quarterback complete a pass on his back. You know, it's the uh, Joe Burrow to Jamar chase meme. There's nobody standing in front of him and he gets hit. So he can't really yeah. throw it to him and, and that kind of stuff. So it really starts with blocking them and it's the Giants. So, you know, the giants, it seems like they always have a pass rusher like that kind of guy. Uh, and you mentioned as far as a get right game in the run defense and, and everything like that, I just, To me, the Packers run game just kind of is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do, what they're going to find. Even when Aaron Jones is healthy, the run game is just kind of, can you get me three? Get me five on a good down, you know, stuff like that. You know, the Patrick Taylor one was kind of a thing of deception, which (laughs) do you have a good answer for why the hell he didn't run out of bounds? I, I, I
0: genuinely think he was told not to. I think I that in 9 out of 10 situations, you run out of bounds. But with Patrick Mahomes, you're like, let's just keep burning clock and settle for what we settle for.
1: Interesting. Okay. I don't agree with it, but I can see why they would... They would if that was what they said, I don't agree with it. But whatever. I.
0: It just seems like he had too many opportunities to step out of bounds that he like intentionally stayed in that I don't see him doing that like without someone in his ear telling him to have done that.
1: Right. And part of his thing is like he's... He's not the most, the biggest, the fastest, most explosive, but he's smart. That's supposed to be one Mm -hmm. of his things. So I can't imagine, like you said, he just made two bonehead plays in a row for for no reason. But that's your answer. And then Jordan Love, eight touchdowns, no picks during this three-game winning streak. That has been a huge factor in Green Bay success. And the Packers, you know, they don't, I've said this about a thousand different times this season, they don't have the margin for error that they used to have, as well as Jordan Love and the offense is playing. This isn't the same crew that, you know, Aaron Rodgers was lining up and saying when Aaron was out there, you knew like they got a good chance to score 30. Well, Green Bay's only done that once this season, and it was week one against Chicago. So that was a very long time ago. And maybe they'll get there at this at some point. But, you know, they haven't gotten there yet. Love taking care of close.
0: They've been close. They have.
1: (laughs) If the kicker could make his kicks, then they would have scored 30 against Detroit. But that is Mm -hmm. not how that worked. Uh, I should. Anders Carlson earned his name after a 48-yard field goal on Sunday night to at least give them a chance to not lose in regulation. So good for Anders, but taking care of the ball has been been paramount. You know, when Green Bay doesn't take care of the ball, and Jordan Love's been throwing the ball to the other team, and they haven't lost a ton of fumbles. It's really just been interceptions. They've lost. Uh, you know, the last game that they lost, Love threw two picks. Now you can put an asterisk next to one of them because it was pretty obviously a desperation heave at the end of the game. Those don't count, in my opinion, the same as. Some others might, but those are, you know, can you block them and can you keep the ball out of harm's way? Like I said, they got a couple guys back there with, with a couple interceptions and the capability to, to ruin some games for the offense. And this is the way the giants are going to score too. You give them short fields, you know, not to sound too much like probably what Joe Barry's saying in his locker room, but I don't think the giants can drive 80 yards down the field without making a mistake.
0: Yeah, uh, Dexter Lawrence also somebody I wanted to mention. Kayvon Thibodeau, of course, but I loved Dexter Lawrence coming out of the draft, and obviously that was a long time ago at this point, but still playing at a high level there for the Giants, despite also being in that 2019 draft class. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I want to talk about this young receiving core, because we talked about going into the season. You know, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, your receiver one and two, second Second-year players, right? Huge expectations for some really young guys. Jaden Reed, second-round pick. How much could you really expect out of him in his rookie season? Really unfortunate Luke Musgrave injury. But this receiving core, there were growing pains, obviously. One of the things I said on this show was that the Packers' offense, you know, it was so self-inflicted that they made the easy things look hard and the hard things were impossible they're at the point now where the easy things seem pretty easy and they're kind of doing some hard things and they're making the hard things not look all that hard. So what, I guess, let me start by asking you what your season prediction was your, your record. And how do you feel about this Packers offense now at just in general, despite all the injuries and the hurdles they've had to overcome?
1: Yeah. I thought they would go eight and nine. Um, some of the teams on the schedule, I think, ended up a little worse than than I thought they would. Oddly enough, this week's game against the Giants was the one where I was like, every year it seems like the Packers have a what-the-hell loss. Like, how the hell did you lose that game kind of thing. Um, I guess you could argue that's the Raiders with Josh McDaniels now. Like, at the end of the year, we'll probably look back at that one. But I don't think they're losing this game. Um by the middle point of the year, I had them going six and 11 after seeing that was shortly after the, the four game losing streak, they were mired in and losing to Minnesota and all that sort of stuff. But I am trying not to drink the Kool-Aid too much. Cause I know the downs <laughs> are coming, but I mean, you look at the schedule, they're better than the giants. They're better than the bucks and they play the bucks at home. The Panthers are the worst team in the NFL, Minnesota on the road, but Who knows? And then Chicago is one of the worst teams in the NFL, too. Like, they should, in theory, win all five of these games. Now, do I think they're going to do that? No. Um, Don't ask me which one I think they're going to drop, because I really have no idea. But, I mean, it's hard to, like, like you said, the expectations now, coming into the season, it was whatever happens, cool, as long as we have a definitive answer on the quarterback, one way or the other. He's good, and that's our guy, or he's bad, and we're getting a new one, like, right now. Well, not only have they figured that out, Jordan Love is good and he's their guy for the future. And I'm comfortable saying that. I've been one of Love's biggest skeptics and I'm comfortable saying that. And now the expectation is the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like that should be the way that it is. And that's a good thing. You know, as much as I said, it was kind of refreshing to come into a season without expecting anything. Kind of sucks. Didn't last long. Didn't <laughs> <Yeah>. last long. <laughs> no, and that's a good thing, right? Like, I'd rather have the quote unquote burden of you know, what is it? Pressure is a privilege or whatever mm-hmm. saying athletes like to use all the time. Like, that's a good thing. You want the Packers and your favorite team to have the expectation of oh, yeah, we're good and we're gonna be good, because that means you probably are pretty good. Uh, so yeah, my expectation is at least 10. You know, can they get to 10 wins? And that would be a massive success. Uh, unfortunately, it looks like the same old boogeyman is the one that would be staring them down at the seventh seed is having to go to San Francisco again and play the 49ers. Which maybe that's maybe this is how they break that curse. Jordan Love does what Aaron Rodgers never could and beats them in the play. That's probably not gonna happen, but (laughs) hey man, who knows? You get into a playoff game, it's kind of like that thing of you know, they're too young to know any better, they don't know, so maybe not. But I'm excited, the offense has grown quite a bit. I'm bummed that Christian Watson finally started to look like the player we all expected him to be and that his hamstring just grabbed on him and the guy's body just simply betrays him. is It's unfortunate at this point. So hopefully he's not out for too, too long because I think, I don't know how you feel about this. I think Green Bay's offense for the last two years has proven to be at its best when it runs through him.